Welcome, my name is Roger Quayle, and you are listening to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts. Hello there, and welcome back to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts, with me, your host, Roger Quayle, and thank you for joining me. In today's episode, we are back with Cabaret Voltaire. Less than a month after the famous gig at Sheffield University with Throbbing Gristle, the Cabs played a benefit show for a new venue called The Leadmill. So here we go then, it's Cabaret Voltaire with support from Mark My Words at The Leadmill in Sheffield on Saturday the 5th of July 1980. We've got African brown rice and lentils. Mung bean noodles, a tabula salad. Have you got any chips? We don't do chips. Those bananas look a bit funny. They're not bananas, they're plantains. Welcome to the Lead Mill, Sheffield's newest alternative music venue. With the demise of our beloved Blitz Club and the limit full of tanked up lads with SWFC tattoos numbly swaying to Gary Newman, we avant gardeners are in dire need of fresh pastures on which to sow the seeds of our existential angst. Our destination is a dilapidated warehouse on an anonymous-looking street halfway between Pond Street bus station and Bramall Lane. My first impression is that I've been tardised back to the 1971 set of Here Come the Double Deckers. It's a cavernous, ramshackle space. Lots of exposed pipework, extractor fans, dust sheets and scaffolding. Skylights are rendered opaque by decades of dirt deposited by rain and industry. Still, I reckon if we all raid our mum's pantries for bako foil, we can have it looking like Warhol's factory quicker than you can say Joe D'Alessandro. Scooper, Billy, Styx and the rest of the Double Deckers gang are nowhere to be seen. Having been replaced by a patchouli cloud of amiable, scruffy, willing but slightly clueless Wolfie Smiths. I know these people. A couple of years ago I spent a few evenings at an ashram in Pittsmoor, listening to the Doobie Brothers sing Jesus is just alright. These are hippies. Now, they might have swapped their clogs for kickers, Afghan coats for oversized Dennis the Menace jumpers, and the long flowing locks for a hacked off at home scalping, but I know who they are. The great rock and roll swindle came out in May, and we've already learned the mantra. Never trust a hippie. There's a strong smell of sawdust and wet paint, which mixes with the piquant aroma of the exotic Whole Foods on sale. And for a moment I wonder if this is how the Queen feels on a state visit to a Bombay carpentry exhibition. My limited palate isn't yet primed for foreign food. I've been reared in a household where Heinz tinned ravioli is considered nouvelle cuisine. Instead, I make my way to the makeshift bar, selling cans, wine from a box, soft drinks 
and tea and coffee from a wallpaper pasting table. It's been a good day. I've picked up the new Pear Rubu single from Virgin Records, borrowed Africa Brass by John Coltrane from the record library and watched Bjorn Borg win his fifth consecutive title, beating John McEnroe in an exhausting five-set Wimbledon final. I watched local poet Mark My Words go through his paces. I'm a huge John Cooper Clark fan, so it's good to see someone from Sheffield unafraid to take the stage with only a scabby book of poems for protection. With NHS specs and bobble hats, Mark looks like Where's Wally, in particular that illustration of Wally hidden in the West Street dole queue. He's been toiling away in the grubby upstairs rooms in Sheffield pubs, and this is a big space to tame, but he does well tonight, winging it on adrenaline, humour and hometown charm. Tonight's gig is a fundraiser for the venue, although Local Arts Council funding is apparently in the pipeline, and it's the fourth time I've seen Cabaret Voltaire this year. With good reason, Sheffield is sometimes called the largest village in England, and I've got to know Chris, Mal and Richard over the past year. They are affable, enthusiastic, absurdist and encouraging. Good company in the pub and knowledgeable about music, film and art. They also have a nice line in self-deprecation. This is in complete contrast to their on-stage presence. For when the lights go down, they seem to be able to draw on a tar pit of oily black malevolence at will. It's almost as if they bring their own weather system. Perhaps, I ponder, it's on their rider. Twenty-four cans of lager, red stripe. Three bottles of vodka, Smirnoff. Six white fluffy towels. And one frontal depression of not less than 992 millibars to be positioned over the venue for the duration of the band's performance. Their second album, Voice of America, has just been released. The cabs step up onto the six-inch raised platform which passes for the stage and spark up the live debut of Western Mantra. A punishing, hypnotic, bother-boot march stomps out of the speakers. Mal, in a bright red shirt at odds with the creeping filmic noir around him, spanks away at an Erzatz Hofner bass, growling out the words in his unique post-punk parlando. Richard's guitar rains flaky, red-rust particles, while Chris picks out a wheezing, reedy motif. And for a moment, it sounds like the band are soundtracking a scratchy Czech cartoon about a sad, angular rabbit. Early single, Do the Mussolini, is next, before the trio are augmented by John Clayton on bass and Hayden Boys Weston on drums. And, at first, it's odd to hear these doyens of the drum machine playing with a traditional rock band rhythm section. 
as the music uncouples from the rigid heartbeat of the mothership, exploring uncharted, improvised space. There are puzzled looks and a few heckles. Wasn't punk rock supposed to have killed off jamming? Unperturbed, the group press on, examining the possibilities as the sound clatters off the corrugated, ironclad brickwork. These inventions give way to a blistering twin bass blast through no escape, originally recorded by 60s US psych rockers The Seeds. Cabaret Voltaire suddenly and unexpectedly reveal themselves to be the best garage band you've never seen. Of course, this being the cabs, the garage doors are sealed tight and the exhaust fumes within are puthering ominously. And with that, the band go off and the lights go up as the DJ plays the corgis, used to be Stackbridge, more hippies, and thanks us all for coming out to support the lead mill. It's curfew time for the venue's temporary licence. Despite teetering uneasily somewhere between the bountiful enthusiasm of Mickey and Judy's Let's Put On A Show MGM musicals and a painfully slow and serious Politburo decision-making process, the lead mill's big, agrarian, all-inclusive heart is pumping in the right place. Though, I'd still rather have a full English than a fava bean falafel. Other gigs at the Lead Mill in the summer of 1980 included the Bouquet of Steel Festival, headlined by Artery, with an early appearance by Pulp, and the notorious Clock DVA, Dutian, and prior to intercourse, Awful Night on August 29th. Following a concert by the Dead Kennedys, the Lead Mill closed in September. The venue reopened two years later and has remained a fixture on the Sheffield live music scene ever since. Adrian Vinken, one of the original founders of the Lead Mill, was awarded the OBE in 2006 in recognition for his work in the arts and urban renewal. You have been listening to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts with me, your host, Roger Quayle. Thank you to Amy Sharp for the guest voice, to Simon Elliott Kemp for the intro and outro music, and thank you to Rena for the artwork. Join me again next time for another episode from My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts. This is your host, Roger Quayle, saying thank you and bye-bye.